Hey, this is Karen with Coach's Corner Chats, and joining me is Kirk Emrine. Kirk, where are you at, and what are you up to? Uh, I'm at uh, Pryor High School currently. It's in uh, Pryor, Oklahoma. I coach the uh, the women's team here. Uh, this is my uh, 14th year coaching the girls. I uh, my first my first six years I coached both the 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 boys team and the girls team. And uh, Pryor is roughly about 45 minutes northeast of Tulsa. What's the experience like when you're coaching both the boys and the girls? Oh, man, it's an experience. Uh, that's a great question. Um, so when I first started here, uh, we, we have a, a our last hour of the day is for athletics. And so the kids actually go to their practices uh, the seventh hour of their schedule. And when I first started, the um, boys, uh, we practiced seventh hour starting roughly about three o'clock. Um, and I wasn't, I'd never done boys and girls. And I, I, I ran the boys training session for about an hour and a half. And then I had the girls come in at about 4.30 till about six. And so we kind of went back to back there. Um, after, <laughs> after a year of running like three, three and a half hours of training or so, um, I decided to um, train them both at the same time. And so uh, I had a really good assistant coach when I started here. Uh, Thor Campbell was his name. Uh, he was a really good assistant uh, that I had uh, for three years. And so we could kind of divvy up and go uh, separate ways during training. He could maybe be with the boys. I would be with the girls for a little bit or vice versa. Um, but it was interesting, I think, for the girls, uh, because there was times we came together and, and trained together, maybe, maybe played 5v5 or, or 77 together. And it definitely uh, pushed the girls a little bit. Um, I don't know how much it pushed the boys, um, but uh, it was interesting. It was busy, to say the least. Uh, you're, you're, uh, I, I think for me, the hardest part of it was game nights because the girls would play first and then the boys would play second, and they both rode the same bus to away games. Uh, so the girls, we've kind of had a history of success here at Pryor even before I got here um, as the girls team being, being pretty solid and the boys um, let's just say not so much um, success. And so the girls might win their game and I would be super excited and turn around and coach the boys team for the boys game. And then the boys might lose their game. And so how do you, how do you manage those emotions on the way home? It's like, I'm happy because the girls won, but now I'm upset because the boys lost or, or that kind of deal. So it was, it was interesting uh, for me at, at six years was plenty. <laughs> and uh, I, I was actually able to talk my assistant who had left and, and coached at another high school. I'd actually talked him into coming back and taking the boys. And so I could just be with the girls. And so for this would be the eighth year now that I've just had the girls. So. You mentioned just not only just the results, but what was it like, um, in terms of how you dealt with the teams, like if, when with the girls, how did you coach them? Maybe a little bit different than how you were coaching the boys in terms of maybe mannerisms and how you could talk to them and and what have you. Yeah, uh, so that's another good question. Um, 
I listened to I listened to somebody on your show not too long ago, and he was he was kind of mentioning the similar things about coaching boys versus coaching girls. Um, boys are are very much um, rah rah rah. Let's, let's go beat your chest, you know, and let's get after it. And uh, and girls um, had to handle a little bit differently, maybe a little more softly than I did the boys. Um, I don't know if that's the greatest word, but um, just a, a little more careful. Um, I raised two daughters and, and both those daughters played for me here at this high school. Um, the oldest one graduated in 2015 and the youngest graduated in 2020. So they, my oldest went through it when I was coaching both teams. Um, and so she, she's made, she's now my high school assistant coach as well, but she's made the comment several times, you know, dad, you are, you are way harder on us than you are on the girls now. Um, and so I think I've softened up over the years. Um, but the boys are, mar uh, I guess the best way to answer that question would be the boys are just very straightforward. Here's what we need to do. Go do it. And I guess for me, the girls, I have to kind of paint a, a more clearer picture for them, I guess, um, so that they kind of understand because they definitely uh, they ask more questions. The boys are like, yeah, let's go do it. You know, Hey, we're going to run through this wall. Okay. Let's go run through the wall. You know, the girls are like, why are we going through the wall? Why don't we just go around it coach? You know, that kind of stuff. So, um, very challenging, but yeah, I think just the different dynamics between the, the females and the males there. So you mentioned coaching high school and then coaching your daughters. What was it like being dad and coach on the sidelines? How do you keep those two separated? Oh man, that's hard. So anybody that has kids knows that your knows that your kids are different. Um, my oldest, you know, and, and I feel like I did a pretty good job of prepping my girls of saying, listen, you know, I, I cannot cut you any breaks. You have to do twice as much as everybody else, because even when you do twice as much as everybody else, there's still somebody out there saying the only reason that kid's playing is because their dad's the coach. And so I tried to I tried to prep them for that uh, very often, uh, car rides, being at home, uh, things like that, maybe just us training in the yard or something like that. My oldest um, handled it pretty well. Um, my youngest, um, not as well. Uh, I remember a conversation she had with me one time where she just said, Dad, I just want to be another player on the team. And I said, yeah, that's, I mean, that's hard. That's you know, it, it, there's just a different dynamic. And so um, I loved it. I wouldn't trade it for the world coaching both of them. It was a great experience being able to share their high school careers uh, with them. Uh, I tell them all the time, you guys both did something that I never did, which is play high school soccer. Um, and so it was a very cool experience just getting to be around them. Um, my wife sometimes gives me a hard time because she says, you get to see the girls every day. And, and of course, Taylor's 25 and she's moved out with her husband and, and Maggie's still at home with us. But uh, she said, you know, you get to be around them every day. You get to coach with them, you, you know, that kind of deal. And, and so uh, I loved it. It was a great experience seeing them through their senior nights. And uh, Maggie's was a little bit harder, my youngest, because that was the COVID season that got canceled. Uh, so that was, that was rough. That spring of, of, of 2020 was rough, but um I think, I think for the most part, they, they understand now they're both 
So my oldest is my high school assistant and my youngest is my middle school assistant. And so they both, they're so great to have on the staff with me because they both know exactly where I'm coming from. They can, they can maybe uh, mediate with the girls a little bit better. They're like, this is, this is what he's talking about, or this is what he's expecting. Um, And so it's, it's, it's been a great experience. I didn't, man, when I first started, I did not want to coach my kids because I didn't want that, that dynamic of, you know, dad and coach in the same household or the same car ride, because, you know, I, I, I preach quite a bit to, to parents about, you know, just, just be mom and dad. Don't try to, don't try to give them the tactics or the, or the, what they did wrong in the car ride on the way home. Just, just be mom or dad. And, and when you're the coach and dad, you're in the car and you're like, man, I want to tell them stuff, but I need to take my own advice there sometimes. So uh, it was a very cool experience. I, I enjoyed it. You mentioned it was cool to have your daughters do something, which was high school soccer, and you didn't get to experience it. How did Kirk end up getting into soccer? Like, when did you get, when did the soccer bug bite you? Well, so um, we moved, uh, we moved, when I was little, we moved from California when I was seven, and we moved to Salem, Oregon. And that was about uh, 1977, 78 in there. And uh, the Cosmos were huge uh, then. And so in Salem, when I was eight, my dad uh, started my brother and I in a, in, a, in a just a league there in Salem, Oregon. And we started playing and my dad loved the Cosmos. And, and I can remember, you know, calling our team the Cosmos and stuff like that. And uh, I mean, I just loved it. I mean, I just my brother and I played it in the yard all the time. Um, that's just kind of all we wanted to do. We moved. After three years, we moved to um, Denver, and uh, I played one year of Little League Baseball there, and I didn't really enjoy that very much, Um, and then we ended up in Wichita, Kansas, when we were about 10 or 11, and started playing there, and uh, and just continued playing uh, in leagues. Um, In Wichita, there was a a professional team, the Wichita Wings, indoor, and uh, in in like 1981, I think it was. and we went to their games every weekend. And I mean, it was, I mean, there was, there was guys on the team that had come over from the premier leagues that were playing indoors back then. And I mean, we just loved, we, there was indoor facilities in Wichita. We imitated them. Um, you know, if we ever got to meet them because they also practiced at that facility. So if we ever got to meet them, you know, how huge a deal that would be. Um, so we just loved it. Um, my dad refed quite a bit. Uh, when we were growing up, he got us into refereeing. Um, I just wanted to be around the game. I just wanted to, I wanted to watch as much as I could. I wanted to play. My brother and I were a year apart. So you imagine the battles in the backyard when you have brothers just going at each other. Um, but I can remember just going out in the yard and juggling a ball for hours, just wanting to touch the ball. And I never really, I never really had a desire to do much else. I mean, in high school, I played football and, and, and basketball um yeah soccer was was my thing growing up and you know the dream for me was be a professional and uh, you know at some point you have to realize your dream may not come may not come true but um and so yeah so uh just I just loved everything about it got to high school and things changed a little bit for me uh as far as soccer went and and sports in high school but um that was back when you could cut players as well. And so um, 
we don't, we don't have enough at prior to cut kids, but, um, got cut my freshman and sophomore year of high school trying out, um, didn't make the team either year. And my brother made the team, uh, both years. Well, he played all four years of high school, but, um, didn't make the team either year. And so it was kind of heartbroken from that, but continued playing indoor. It was kind of indoor was kind of the, the love for me. Um, and, and got a shot. Uh, I actually, I actually went to college to play college football and, uh, cause I never played high school and I didn't really, I wasn't really much on the traveling club teams for as far as outdoor goes. Um, but I, but I, I played football in college for two years. And then finally I just said, you know, I'm just, this is not my love. Soccer is my love. I was going to, I was going to transfer to Wichita state university and just play for their club team. And uh, a couple of buddies of mine that I'd grown up playing with were playing at the university at Friends university where I went to school. And I actually was recruited by the coach on a Sunday night league game. And uh, cause he knew I was leaving and, and he said, Hey, well, we want you to play for us at friends. And so I ended up being able to play three years of, of, college soccer there and then had the opportunity to uh, go to a public tryout for the Wichita Wings, the team that, you know, we'd grown up watching and uh, through their training camp, got some, got some valuable experience in their training camp, um, was able to play some semi-pro for a team in Wichita. And then uh, a buddy that had played for the Wings that I knew uh, ended up going to Oklahoma City with him and trying out for a team and was able to play um, two years uh, professionally there, uh, 96 and 97 for the old US, USL, not like it is now, but uh, for a team in Oklahoma City. And so from there, I mean, just just love the game, love being around the game, love learning about the game, love listening to people talk about the game, you know, anything I can do to, to help me be a better coach or, or mentor to kids. So that was a long answer. Sorry, but um, it definitely is a passion, you know, when you get the bug, you get the bug and you just want to keep, keep that passion alive, I guess. So you mentioned how your dad took you to games and got you into refing and was kind of around. What has it been for him to watch you become a coach and, and continue to, like you said, impact youth. And now to see like his granddaughters also now coaching, how cool has it been kind of him going along the coaching journey that you're on right now? Um, well, yeah, very cool. Um, he, he came to a lot of games, uh, especially when I coached in, 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 uh, Kansas where they live. Um, I was, I coached boys there for 11 years and he was, they were able to come to a lot of games there. Um, he saw his, he saw his oldest daughter, um, play some high school games. Um, he passed away in 2014, but he was able to see her play a few games of, and, and of course, watch me coach. Cause I've been doing this since uh, 93, I guess was when I first got my job coaching. Um, but it was very cool to, to have him there. Now he, he would sometimes be the, the typical parent that would still holler things that like dad, dad, just watch the game and enjoy the game. Don't get stressed out about it. Um, but, but it was cool. Um, you know, for him getting us started when we were eight, nine years old, and then being able to see us play, at a high level. My brother played in college um, and then being able to watch me coach as well. Very cool. Um, but uh, he saw, he saw the youngest daughter. Uh, he never saw her play high school, but he did see her play in youth games growing up for club teams. So um, I'm sure he was super proud of, of, of all of that. Uh, so 
What has that dynamic been for you having like your oldest now as an assistant and, and the other one at the middle school? How, what has that been kind of, did you see them as you were coaching them? Did you ever think, you know what, you two might be really good coaches one day? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's funny. I never, I never really thought that. Uh, I never, you know, seeing them, they, they both, you know, I, I was I wasn't gifted with speed and things like that. I had to use my brains to succeed at, at soccer. Um, and they were very similar to that. They, I, I apologize to them all the time. Like, sorry, you didn't get very fast genes, you know, and that kind of stuff. But so they did have to, you know, be very technical. Um, they did have to kind of understand the mental side of the game better than other kids, you know, to, to be where you need to be before the ball gets there because you probably aren't going to outrun that kid. Um, and, you know, some kids can get away with that. They can, they can be a, a step late or, or misread a play, but they're fast enough to catch up. And my girls weren't. And so I never really saw them as, as possible coaches one day, but, you know, with high school soccer, it's, um, I don't know where everybody else is, but, but here, you know, being 45 minutes east of Tulsa, there's not, it's not like what you would consider a soccer hotbed. I mean, we're not in Kansas city or we're not in Texas or, or Dallas or Chicago or something like that. But, um, and so you don't, it, it's hard to find some really good assistant coaches that are going to stay around. Um, and so when, when, when the boys, uh, when my assistant came back and coached the boys, we kind of just helped each other. Uh, I helped him with the boys. He helped me with the girls. And then, we decided to just try to build our own staffs. And so I asked, um, I actually had a different girl for a year or two. Uh, and then when my daughter uh, graduated college, um, she went to, she went to Oklahoma Christian to play. And when she graduated in 2018, uh, I said, you know, Hey, would do you have any interest in trying to help coach? Cause I can use somebody that I can rely on that type of deal. And, and she thought about it for a little bit, little bit. And she thought, um, that that would be pretty cool. And, and so she jumped at the chance to, to come. I don't think she ever planned on coaching either. Um, but it's, it's been awesome. I mean, the girls, we, we have a great group of girls and they, they say things to her that they would never come say to me. And, and so she can, you know, she can relate that type of information to me. So it's been very cool to have that dynamic. And then my youngest, um, she's the same way with the middle school. Now she, she had started coaching at the club here in prior uh, Mays County soccer club. She runs the little kicks program. So she has the three, four, five-year-olds and she loves it. She, she, I don't think she would tell you that patience is one of her strong points, but she's so patient with those little kids and, uh, and they love her coach Maggie, coach Maggie. I go, I go watch um, games on the weekend or I go watch her do practices and man, and they, they're just like, Coach Maggie, Coach Maggie, you know, watch me, watch me. Or they see her at one of our middle school games and they're hollering at her. And um, and so uh, two years ago, I thought, man, let me just see if Maggie wants to try this, you know. So I said, hey, hon, do you want to do you want to just help me with the middle school girls? And she was like, yeah, that would be kind of cool. And, and so I think they both. While they're coaching soccer, I think they looked at it more of a chance to be a role model for the girls on the teams. And that I think was probably a bigger deal for them than actually uh, probably coaching soccer. So they've both been wonderful. I couldn't, uh, I mean, I couldn't ask for better assistance. 
uh, than, than the two of them and, and how they interact with the girls and, and just the freedom that the girls have with them and to talk to them about things, you know, that they would never come talk to a male coach about. So um, it's been great. It's been great. You mentioned being there for now 14 years within the mix of coaching at prior. What keeps that, that fire burning to continue to keep putting the time and the effort into prior? Man, I just, I think for me, it's just the, just that competitive spirit, you know, um, I think it was, um, I think it was Mary Whistler that talked about, you know, getting players that have chips on their shoulders and I feel like I've always had that as a player. I feel like I've always had that as a coach. Like, you know, we're always out to prove to everybody else that, that we belong, that we're, that we're, you know, a worthy opponent or, or something like that. And so I think for me, as coaching goes, um, it's the same way. It's, it's, it's how can I get my team to another level? Um, you know, prior has won a state title. They won the state championship in 1997. Um, Two years ago, we were in the semifinals of, of state here in the 5A class. Um, it's, you know, how can we, how can we be consistent um, with what we do? How can we, how can we get to the next level? And ultimately for me, my fire comes from developing these players that want to go to the next level to be able to move to the next level. Um, I was the last three years, uh, I was able to be a volunteer assistant for Roger State University, which is about 20 minutes from here in Claremore, uh, NCAA D2 school. And I had never really been an assistant coach. Uh, I started in 1993. I got I was listed as the assistant coach, but the guy that was coaching the boys team was a was a tennis coach that was just kind of covering so they could have the team. And he said, Kirk, you, you know more about soccer than me. You coach them. I'll just be the head coach in name only. I said, okay. I mean, I was right out of college. I mean, I was, okay, let's go. And so I started doing that. So I'd never really been an assistant soccer coach in the last three years, being able to do that at Rogers and learn uh, from two coaches there, show me where I needed to improve, um, show me how I could be better, a better coach for my girls here. Um, and then I, I guess just the fact that, man, year after year, I just have a great group of girls and they're, they're fun to be around. Um, they're, they're, you know, when, when the stresses of teaching get to me and I can come here and coach and get away from it, um, you know, I, and I've told many players that I'm like, you know, the soccer field should be your escape, you know, get away from some of the issues maybe that you face. And I think for me, that's what coaching does. I mean, playing did it for me, but you know, we all run out of playing time eventually. And so now it's that coaching piece. It's like, man, that's kind of an escape from, from some things, I guess, that we deal with in our, in our daily lives. So, um, and I just love to compete. I love to compete in everything. I mean, I don't care what it is. I mean, my wife will tell you, is like, I mean, I got to be the, the best at everything that I do. And so <clears throat> just keeping that competition alive keeps me going. So, What's the, in terms of uh, the dynamic of teaching and coaching, how, how do they kind of, how are they similar? Do they help one another? Did you find that being a teacher has helped? Are you teaching it prior? I'm assuming, um, or maybe is it, so how does that help what's going on on the, on the pitch? Yeah. So I teach it, I teach at prior middle school. Um, I teach sixth, seventh and eighth grade boys. Um, it's a PE class. 
and uh, I teach them, um, and they're they're definitely uh, uh, anybody who teaches middle school. You know this. Um, sometimes they're not from the same planet as everybody else, but um, you know it's a it's a constant trying to get them to realize what they can accomplish if they really put their mind to it and just take a little bit, a little bit of advice from some people. Um, I can't make them do anything. Um, but, uh, I've been a, I've been a teacher. Uh, this is my 30th year in education. So I've been a teacher for 24 of those years. Um, <clears throat> I was an assistant principal to elementary for six of those years. And so very much like coaching, you're, you're trying to get a group of people, um, which there's individuals in there, but you're trying to get a group of people to realize what they can do um, and, and what they can be. So I think for me, uh, plus I'm, I mean, I'm in athletics, I'm in PE, so I'm in athletics uh, the whole day. And so a lot of the things that I might talk to the girls on the soccer team about, I probably mentioned to the boys as well. Uh, or sometimes, you know, sometimes I'll run some scenarios by the girls on the team. I'm like, Hey, this middle school boy today was doing this. What do you guys think? And, and they sometimes come up with great answers uh, for me. And so the next day I go back and, and, and kind of visit with the boys about that. But I mean, I think for me, they, they complement each other very well. So I don't know if that's the way it is for everybody, but. The one thing you mentioned is, so you're coaching, your daughters are coaching. How does, how does your wife work into this whole equation? What, how, cause you was talking about, you get to see the girls all the time because they're coaching and yeah. they're on the sidelines with you. Um, how important has she been in your, you know, your, you know, multiple years of coaching that you've had on your journey? Oh man, she, you know, this, uh, being a coach and, and most coaches know this with their, with their significant other, um, you know, they see the good and the bad. Um, you know, you come home from a rough night or, you know, situations that go on within the team, uh, you know, just things you deal with as a coach. I mean, she sees that she's a sounding board for that. Um, she sees the, the the good times as well, you know, and, and, and very supportive of, of both. Um, you know, she, she's been a great mom to the girls as they were growing up and playing. Um, she's very understanding that, you know, I'm gone, um, you know, pretty much in the spring, several, I mean, almost five nights a week, you know, late nights. And, uh, and it's very understanding there, uh, very supportive there. Um, she, she runs her own business uh, from pretty much our home. I mean, she has a shop building that's about a hundred yards away, but, um, and so she can kind of make time when she needs to, uh, to come support the girls or come to the game and watch me or, or things like that. Um, there's not really a, anybody that's setting her schedule, I guess, so to speak, but, um, she's been great. She's allowed me to, to do the stuff that I've wanted to do is when I was playing, I met her when I was still playing. Um, you know, we lived in Wichita, uh, and I drove to Oklahoma city a couple times a week for training and games. And she was, you know, super supportive of that. Um, she's, she's been the best. I mean, honestly, I don't, I don't know how everybody else is, is but, uh, she's been the best as far as allowing me to, to chase the the dreams that I have. I mean, even with, with Rogers, uh, you know, RSU, I was there, you know, for three years, all, I mean, pretty much August through December. Um, 
and then, you know, take a break or two for, for a little bit and then start with games here at Pryor. But there's recruiting also in there in the summers at ID camps or, you know, maybe in December, January as well. And so super supportive of that. Um, I mean, I had to slow down with RSU because our oldest is expecting our first grandchild in, in June. So I had to tell those guys like, I mean, I, I got I to cut back on this a little bit, you know. So uh, they were super understanding at, at Rogers, but um, super supportive. Lisa's been Lisa's been very supportive of me and 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 allowing me to do what I love to do. So I couldn't ask for anything better. What was it like to have to make that decision to kind of say, look, I got to give up a little bit of the soccer so I can focus on like some of my family and some of those things. That's always, I know it's difficult for coaches. We get so tunnel vision and so sucked in. You talk about being a competitor. What was that like kind of going through those discussions of, I think maybe this is the right decision. Yeah. I just, uh, you know, first grandkid, obviously that's kind of a big deal. Um, and, and so, um, I, I, I didn't see, I didn't, I mean, my goal early on in my life was to be a college coach and, and I had applied at a couple of different places when I was, when I was in my twenties and, uh, for one reason or another, you know, I didn't, I didn't get those jobs. Um, maybe I wasn't qualified or maybe somebody else was better qualified type deal. Um, in high school, you know, I, I, I felt like that was, there's, you know, it's a, it's a different look every obviously, um, you don't really get to choose and pick, um, like you do at, at a collegiate level. But, um, when I talked to, uh, Chris, Chris Jones, the head coach at RSU, when I went and told him last December that, Hey man, this is, you know, it's a lot of time I'm volunteering. Um, I don't see myself probably, you know, being, being the paid assistant or, or that type of deal here. Um, and, and I want to be able to spend that time with our grandkid, you know, and, and, and cause I don't, you know, I don't know how much time I have, um, you know, on earth. And so uh, I wanted to be able to spend that time, but Chris was super understanding. Um, he said, man, I get it. I knew as a volunteer, I wasn't going to have you forever. He said, you know, I, I, I was trying to get you, you know, money here and there where I could through ID camps or, you know, those kind of things. But, he completely understood. And he's, a, he's still, uh, I consider, I only worked with him for a year and a half, but I still consider him, you know, one of, one of my good, one of my good friends or good mentors, or, I mean, I learned so much from him, uh, in the, in the, oh, I guess about a year, I guess. Um, you know, I still shoot stuff off of him, text him and things like that. Um, I'm still active in trying to get my girls here recruited. Um, and so he understood, I mean, he, he just he just had his first baby about a week ago so his, his family has now increased and so um that family it, it just i don't think anything replaces that you know i am competitive and i am driven and you you're right you do get the tunnel vision of you know i want more i want to be better i want to do that but um it, it was just it was just time it, it was right um and there's and there's kind of a sense of relief too like okay now all fall, I can I can really focus more on my high school girls because uh, we play in the spring here. But um, now I can really focus more on the on the high school girls in the fall and the off season of, you know, let's 
let's uh, let's get faster. Let's incorporate what some of the people that you've had on the show talk about, and let's get faster and let's get better at, at our stuff that we do here. So um, it's somewhat of a relief. I'm going to go watch games and stuff like that. Know the girls and things like that. But I think I think for me, I just knew it was time to to not do that anymore. So. You mentioned the coach uh, being like a good, uh, a really good friend to bounce ideas off of, a good mentor. What were you? And you said he made an impact on you. What What are some of the characteristics of him as a coach that you really, really liked? That you were like, yes, I want to take that back to prior. Oh man! So I was just talking to somebody about this today, and when I started coaching, we I was running two and a half hour practices, and I, and and because it worked for me as a player and so i just i didn't really have much coaching education i had no licenses no 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 coursework anywhere so i was just doing basically how i was coached um and so i was pretty rough my first 11 years i probably as a player um and so i did uh ease off but but with chris uh, at rsu um he's he's so he's very energetic um, he, he brings, he shows his passion every day. He shows the fire every day, but he's also very laid back. Like, Hey, I get it. I mean, he's told the girls numerous times, like, Hey, I get it. You have a family. If you need to run home, you know, a lot of our girls were from Texas. Um, if you need to run home and take care of something, run home and take care of it. He's like, you know, that, that's, that's more important right now. We're going to be here when you come back. Uh, so he's very laid back with the girls and very understanding of, you know, that, that we have lives outside Oh, can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, I guess that. Yeah, all right. I guess. Go ahead. Now we're good. I'll just uh, and I can edit. That's no no problem. Okay. Yeah. So what what um, so I think just that that laid back with Chris of, for me understanding that my girls have a lot, which I don't know that I, I think I did a good job, but I don't know that I did what I probably should have that now I kind of understand like, okay, there's a lot of things going on in their lives as, as high school kids that sometimes that tunnel vision makes me forget. And uh, so I'm like, okay, you know what? I'll talk to Taylor, my, my assistant. And I'll say, Taylor, I think tomorrow we're just going to tell him, don't even come here. You know, let's don't even worry about soccer for a day. You know um, the other day, uh, Friday. So Thursday we were training and, uh, we have a grass field here and when it's obviously wet, we can't get on it. And, and so uh, we do have a turf room that we can play about five V five. And so we were playing Thursday in there and the girls were just kind of dragging. Um, they didn't seem very energetic. And I think in the past I would have probably tried to challenge them a little bit more and probably tried to, to get into them a little bit more. And, you know, you got to pick it up. We got to, you know, there's gotta be more intensity or something like that. 
And I think something from Chris that I learned was like, hey, they're dragging. They don't seem like they want to be here. Let's just let them go home. Let's just end practice. You guys go home and do what you need to do. And so we did. I told Taylor, I said, I think I'm just going to end it. And she said, yeah, I think so. And so I just said, hey, we're done. I said, you know, you guys go home and take care of whatever you need to take care of. And so they left. And then I sent them in the group me that we have. I sent them a message later. I said, look, we weren't mad at you about anything. You guys just seem to be tired. You seem to be dragging a little bit. Um, so we just want to get you out of there. And then Friday when we came back, we didn't even we didn't even talk about soccer. We played we played a dodgeball game and I play with my PE kids and uh, I probably get in trouble for saying I played dodgeball with my PE kids, but um, we, we just, we didn't even talk about soccer. I said, just, I said, wear some tennis shoes, come into the turf room. Cause it was still wet. And I just brought over some dodgeballs and let them, let them run around and throw the balls at each other and have some fun and laugh and not even, not even talk about soccer. And so I think with Chris, um, I think paying attention to the mental health side a little bit more um, than I guess I have in the past. Um, but then also bringing that passion, bringing that energy each and every day, which we know about, but I think sometimes we just, we just forget about it maybe, I guess. So, and I mean, plus the X's and O's. I mean, I learned, I learned a ton from him on the X's and O's. I mean, we're running a, we're, we're running a, a kind of a slow press now that, that I watched Chris run with our college girls all fall, uh, and saw how it worked. And I'm like, man, that's, that's what I want to do. And so, I mean, X's and O's as well. So you talked about like the mental health side of stuff and the same thing goes for coaches. So what, when you're not at not coaching, you're not in soccer and, and what have you, what are some of the things that you do to kind of like get away and get your stress relief um, now that you don't have your playing days, in, you know, in the mix? Yeah. So, um, <clears throat> So I tried to, I tried to, uh, be a, a runner. <laughs> I don't know that I'm a very good runner, but, um, so once a month or, or two times a month, I tried to, um, get into some five K's around the area, some different, uh, type things there. Um, there's some trails not very far from our house. I'll go run those trails, run a couple miles on the trails. And, uh, I took my wife with me the other morning and, um, and I said, man, I just, my mind feels so much clearer after, you know, three or four miles in the woods and not even, I mean, you have to think about the terrain. You don't, you don't, <laughs> if you don't think about the terrain, you're going to end up falling on your face. But, um, you know, there's a lake there. There's, there's obviously a lot of different uh, scenery there. And so that, that helps me a lot. I, I get into that. Um, it just helps me think as well. I think process some things that go on. Um we, we like to uh, trail ride. We haven't done it much uh, lately, um, but taking the four-wheelers out and, and riding trails for a day or two, rent a cabin or something like that, and just going and riding some trails on a mud hole or something like that. Um, you know, being involved with my daughters is, is a big deal. Um, once in a while, I'll help my wife with her jewelry business she just shows it at different places and i'll and i'll help with that and just hang out there um you know and, and and just uh i watch some i watch some uh some some off-grid shows i guess on tv and uh i'm building a i'm building a kind of a, a home gym workshop at our property now and so that kind of keeps me busy as well when i have a little free time just 
maybe swinging a hammers, maybe good therapy, maybe, or something like that. But, um, just different things like that. I love to be in the nature, uh, take my kayak out, um, fish a little bit, uh, those kind of things. Definitely, um, fitness, you know, trying to, trying to work out on a regular basis, you know, six times a week. Uh, I think that's a big thing for relieving a lot of stress as well. So. So here you are 14 years in at prior. What is, and you mentioned earlier on about possibly, you know, your goal back in the, when you were 20 or so, or so about doing college and all that stuff, where, if we look forward, does, do you kind of see, maybe is there a transition at some point where like your oldest maybe takes over the program or is there any thought about that? Or are you just kind of living in the moment and enjoying coaching with your daughters? Like what's maybe in the next five, 10 years look like for coach Kirk? Um, yeah, I think, I mean, that's a good question. I mean, no, I don't, you know, that know that we ever know what's in the future. You know, we, we, we make plans, but, um, you know, we also know that, that, you know, life is like a vapor and it can be gone very quickly. And so I think for me, just, just living in the moment, I think living with my team here, um, you know, building them up to be the best they can be. I have a really good junior class, um, trying to get, trying to get them, uh, to the next level, they all want to play, and I think they're all capable. So trying to get them to the next level, um, you know, the, the the middle school girls are great. I have have a number of them that that are that are really good. So, you know, trying to get them to where they can replace these kids when they graduate high school. Um, yeah, I don't know if I don't know if Taylor. Um, I, I think if I stopped, she I don't know that she would take over the program. Uh, I don't know that she's really gung-ho about doing that. I think she just probably likes helping dad, but um, I don't know that she's wanting to take over. She's a, she's an interior architect that works from home. And, uh, and especially with, you know, expecting a kid, I don't know. I don't think, I mean, I don't have any plans to try to get back to a college level. Um, uh, things, you know, obviously could change, but, um, and, and right now I'm happy coaching the prior girls. Um, I, I have a great group of kids, uh, enjoy them every day. Um, the middle school girls coming up are fun to be with, you know, so I say in the next, you know, like you said, four five, six years, there's, there's a, there's a really good group of kids here that I look forward to seeing, you know, as juniors and seniors and, and, and signing letters of intent to go play college soccer somewhere, if that's what they want to do. Uh, our oldest um, lives within 15 minutes of us as well. Uh, so we're close to the, to the family there. But, yeah, I think, uh, like you said, just uh, living in the moment and, and building this program, trying to, trying to keep it consistent, uh, trying to keep it at a level that, uh, you know, we're competing – uh, for, for state titles or, you know, that kind of deal on, on a consistent base, not there yet. Um, but, but trying to get it there, trying to leave it better than I found it, you know, so. that's a great way to end this chat. This is Karen with coaches corner chats with Kirk Emrine and I'm out. Peace.
What a great chat. Thanks for checking it out. If you haven't done so already, follow us on Twitter at Coaches Let's Chat. Hit that subscribe button. And once again, if you get a chance, drop a review. It's super, super helpful for growing the podcast. Have a good one. Peace.